Hello, and welcome to Mind Body Greens Beauty Podcast, Clean Beauty School. I am your host and Mind Body Greens Beauty Director, Alexandra Engler. In today's episode, we are covering a wide variety of topics in the clean beauty space, from vegan and cruelty free definitions to sustainable packaging. And most of all, we are talking about how you can make these sorts of products more widely available and accessible at several price points. One beauty myth that seems to stick around is that clean beauty and sustainable packaging are only available with niche brands or products with a pretty price tag. To start, there has always been brands with clean ingredients who utilize sustainable packaging at all price points, even if those brands didn't always get the spotlight. And now, as the market has grown so exponentially, there are even more to pick from. But today we are chatting with Brooke Harvey Taylor, the founder of Pacifica. Pacifica is a classic brand in this space who has boasted clean ingredients, cruelty-free and vegan monikers since their founding in the 90s. They've also always been very involved with making a more sustainable beauty industry. Finally, Brooke is a member of the Conscious Beauty at Ulta Beauty Advisory Council, so I just cannot think of a better person to talk about all of this with than her. Brooke, welcome. Thank you. I am so looking forward to uh, this conversation. I think we'll have a really engaging conversation about, you know, all all of the great things that you've been up to and your brand has been up to. But before we get into that, I always love letting the audience get to know the guest a little bit better. So I would love to hear your journey into the beauty industry. What is your story? Yeah, thank you. You know, I can't tell our origin story or or my story without talking about my childhood because I feel like so much of, of my formative years really became a part of what Pacifica is today. I grew up on a little cattle ranch in Montana and really lived with nature. My mom grew a garden, we canned our own food, and we raised animals. And I had a horse that I rode all the time. And my sister and I were 4-H kids, which if you don't know what that means, it means we would take a pet and raise it and then sell it. And our because we were in Montana, it was really cold. And sometimes the baby animals would sleep in our rooms. And we became really attached to these animals that were on the road to become food. And it really formed how I thought about animal rights and, you know, the fact that animals are sentient beings, which is why Pacifica has been vegan since day one and is, has always been hundred percent cruelty free. And my mom was actually diagnosed with MS when I was a kid and she was really, oh, well, and thank you, but she's, she's doing great, but she was an early adopter of eliminating chemicals from our diet and the environment. And she had my sister and I work at our local food co-op in Bozeman and she, my sister and I would work there to get our family discount. And I gravitated to stocking the shelves in the health and beauty department. And I used to imagine what it would be like to have my own brand. And so that was my first like dream about like what a beauty brand could look like. And, um, and while I was in college, I wound up apprenticing for an aromatherapist and I learned a lot about skincare, natural healing and essential oils. And I started to make my own skincare and perfumes. And when I met my husband, he was like, let's turn this into a company. 
And that's really how Pacifica was born. We we started with a few products and went to a trade show and sold them. I sold perfumes at our local Saturday market and the Grateful Dead show. And and it just became, <laughs> perfuming became an obsession for me. But I was also really interested in, you know, how you take care of yourself, skincare and thinking about how to create the best ingredients or sorry, the best products using the best ingredients. So that was, that was how Pacifica was born. I love hearing the story about how the brand got started, but, you know, just to dive a little bit deeper into the ethos of Pacifica is, you know, it's so much of what you guys are known for being, you know, clean ingredients, cruelty-free, vegan, utilizing sustainable packaging, you know, all of those things are so popular in the zeitgeist and the beauty zeitgeist right now. And, you know, they are such core parts of your brand. So, you know, why are they so important to you and, and to the brand? You know, why are those pillars a vital part of your ethos? Yeah, let me start by saying that Pacifica is, Pacifica is really a love story. We love what we do and we drive from our core value, which is compassion. So compassion for the planet, animals, and people. And this is the lens that we see everything through. We always have. This has been our core value since day one. And compassion doesn't just mean kindness. Compassion encompasses consideration, intention, and it's really empathy with action behind it. So for us, it means that we're conscious of the way that we move through the world as a brand and we're purposeful about our app. Product is king for Pacifica and it's how we serve our customer. And for us, with compassion as our core value in the lens, making our products affordable is key, using clean ingredients is key, always being cruelty-free and 100% vegan, and taking accountability for our packaging and our footprint on the planet is key. So those all fall under our core value, which is compassion. And that's Again, that's why we've seen it that way since day one. That's why we've really worked to to help push, I would say, our suppliers and and really the industry to to think about these things. And that's been really important to us. So obviously, clean beauty is, like we just mentioned, such a part of the brand. And was there a moment that it clicked for you about how clean ingredients were were what resonated? for you as as a beauty entrepreneur? Interesting. I would say it, it was more of a journey and not a moment. You know, we've been okay. around for 26 years and my goals were around forever. And I think it's been, you know, clean beauty has been a process. And for us, the term clean, you know, I, actually, I think it's interesting. It would be great to start with the, to me, where the term clean beauty started, which is Pacifica started really in the natural beauty industry. And in the natural beauty industry or the, the natural products industry, really in the natural food stores, which is where we, we had our first, um, that, those were our first retailers. You know, there was a, in the back lab, chemists called ingredients that, that still fit into the no list of these, in, of these retailers that may not be naturally derived, clean ingredients. And so that term migrated into the, the consumer space. And so it was really appropriated by beauty brands who wanted to move past trying to formulate with just naturally derived ingredients because that was essentially virtually impossible with, you know, if you wanted to, if you needed to have a stable formula without, you know, if you needed preservatives, et cetera. And so we fall into the term clean and we'll use the term 
we use the term because it helps consumers understand that we're a brand that's guided by a set of self-imposed regulations. And, and I believe in questioning things. I, I honestly don't think that people have been well cared for when it comes to health regulations. And I think that we can clearly see that the planet has not been cared for or animals to the way that, that I personally think it should be and our brand thinks it should be. So our journey really has been defined by pushing, again, pushing suppliers for ingredients that are more sustainable, better packaging, more accountability, which just is the noble path and ladders back to our core value. And so, you know, I think for us, it's just been a process of as new ingredients come on the market, as things shift, as as we think about how to communicate to the consumer around what they're looking for and making sure that we're serving them the best way. That's been, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not just this moment. Even though right now it feels like a moment, there have been brands like Pacifica that have been working toward this for a long, long time. You know, I love that you you talk about how clean is to you is something that you use as a signifier to consumers that, you know, you you hold yourself to a certain standard because, you know, we know in the beauty space, a lot of this stuff is it's, you know, these aren't necessarily set and defined terms. And so it's kind of, you know, up to brands or retailers to 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 explain what their their definition of it is and i i think that's a, a very informative and a great way to look at it i want to ask what is your beauty philosophy my beauty philosophy encompasses i would say personal freedom and expression but also taking care of yourself i i think live a radical life that has meaning and a positive effect on the world is the most beautiful thing anyone can do and caring for yourself, whether it's through skincare, body care, with treats like scents that transport, to me, it's really a part of wellness. And because you can't change the world or do your best work if you don't feel good about yourself. So, you know, my philosophy is, is take care of yourself. Beauty is about taking care of yourself. I couldn't agree more. What I wanted to chat with you mostly about, because I think you've done such a great job at it, is how we can make the clean beauty industry more accessible. You know, I think for so long, there was this myth that these types of beauty brands were out of touch or out of reach, or they were hard to find because you either had to get it at a specialty store, or it was at a price point that maybe wasn't um, as accessible to lots of people. But I find that your brand has been at the forefront of, you know, making products that are clean, cruelty-free, vegan, and use sustainable packaging that that are available to a wide variety of people. So I want to know, you know, why was that so important to you to make sure that your brand was an accessible brand? Yeah. So for me, sustainability doesn't just mean environmentalism. There's an economic and social justice element to being sustainable. If people can't afford better ingredients, better packaging, how are you really going to make a difference? And I don't believe in being exclusive or just for a small set of people who have an income to afford better. That just, it's just not fair. And, you know, I don't have a secret to tell brands how to be more accessible. It takes a lot of discipline cross-functional areas of your company. But I, I can say that we're always in service of, of the consumer. And this is, to me, making sure that the most people can afford the best ingredients 
has always been key for our brand. I mean, that's that's a, a core pillar for us, for sure. And I mean, honestly, I think that's why Ulta has been such an amazing partner for us. They bring all sorts of price points together in one place, whether it's in the store or even online. And they let the consumer really decide what matters to them. And they've also made it easy for the consumer to see which brands are certified into conscious beauty at Ulta Beauty and provide a guided, a really guided, transparent way to shop what matters to you. And, you know, brands are certified in one or more of these categories, whether it's clean, cruelty-free, vegan, sustainable, packaging, and positive impact. And we're super proud to be a part of Conscious Beauty and actually check off every single one of these boxes. But, you know, I, I applaud this system because it makes it, again, if, if you're a consumer shopping and you want vegan products, you can figure out which products are vegan and you can figure out which products are cruelty-free. So that's that's an incredible way of doing it. But again, I, I, I go back to the fact that better shouldn't be for fewer. It should be for the most. Mm. And that's really, really important and a part of our core value, again, compassion. So that's the most compassionate way to to be, is to be inclusive. So we touched on this a little bit prior, but I want to get into a little bit more uh, into details. What is your approach to clean ingredients? You know, what what is your framework in which you decide what sort of clean ingredients are going to make it in, into your products? Yeah, so our ingredients fall under our own self-imposed guidelines, but our brewer and and let me start over. Our ingredients fall under our own self-imposed strict guidelines. And as our brand grew up in the natural products industry, which had really strict and still has really strict guidelines around beauty. And of course, we follow Ulta's clean beauty requirements. And and we have a checklist. We basically have, we consider the following criteria whenever we make a product or think about an ingredient. And the first one is compassion. Is this ingredient vegan? Was it tested on animals? And and so you, if, if either of those things, you know, if it's not vegan, if it was tested on the animals, it's not an ingredient we'll use. Efficacy is the second thing we look at. Is this ingredient effective and does it provide a real value to the consumer? Is it in the formula for, for a reason? Does it need to be there? Is there good science behind the, this ingredient? And so that's the second thing we look at because it's really important. The products have to be effective. And then accessibility comes in you know, can we create a formula with these ingredients that is affordable and that that the consumer will find meaningful to them in their lives and, and spend their hard worked, hard earned money on that's that's really important to us. And then sustainability is comes into play. Does this ingredient harm the planet? Does it have a lower carbon footprint? What kind of packaging does this formula demand? How can we create the best packaging for this formula? And that, those things have to all come together before we even start development on any formula, on any product. And so that's how we approach it. So it's it's not just about the ingredient itself. It becomes a bigger question around, again, animals, the planet, humans, and how all of these things come together. I love that. And I want to ask a little bit more about the cruelty-free and vegan part, because I know that that is about a big part of your brand. And I know that's something that a lot of consumers are looking for right now. And it is something that is top of mind for a lot of people. But we also know that there are differences between what it means to be cruelty-free and what it means to be vegan. So can you help help us explain to the listeners what those two things are and you know how, how it applies to Pacifica? 
You bet. Cruelty-free refers to ingredients that have been tested on animals. And there's a cutoff date generally. So the cutoff date, so this doesn't necessarily mean that the ingredients were never in the history of the ingredient not tested on animals. Most, many of them were. But there's a cutoff date, and that means that ingredient was is no longer tested on animals, and and so it's cruelty free. And then the second refers to being the ingredient which is vegan means that there are no animal ingredients in that, so no animal byproducts, no animal parts, no animal oils are in that ingredient, and that means it's vegan. So it's it's either synthetic, completely synthetic, or it comes from a plant or mineral. So those are sure. those are the definitions. What in what ways do you try to be more sustainable? I know we've talked about several attributes and how you view sustainability in a more holistic approach. But just from, you know, maybe more day to day aspect, you know, how are how how do the products that you create, how are they more sustainable and eco-friendly? And in what ways do you try to, you know, push that forward? Yeah. So I think for us, sustainability isn't about marketing. It's about doing the real work. It's about every single day thinking about it, obsessing about it, and also being collaborative. You know, for us, collaboration with other brands, making sure that we're understanding what's going on, sharing information, that's really that's really huge. So if you're a brand listening to this and you want help, call me. I I really believe in collaboration around sustainability. And one of the big things that we're doing this year that I'm really excited to talk about is we've partnered with a group called the Plastic Collective, and they're part of our goal to have a net neutral impact on the planet. And plastic is something that we take accountability for as we move to eliminate plastic waste and find other resources for packaging we're still taking accountability for what we put into the world. And with Plastic Collective, we track our plastic use and calculate every ounce of plastic we put out. And the basic premise is that for every piece of plastic we put into the world, we pay to have that amount of plastic taken out of the world and put back into the system. And Plastic Collective has a really cool program where they empower remote and vulnerable communities around the world to create and operate their own plastic recycling micro-enterprises. So they provide purpose, um, purpose-built plastic recycling machinery, which is amazing that they can, that's smaller, that they can move around. They provide technical support and training both for staff and local schools. And they really create a marketplace for the communities to sell their recycled plastic on the global market. And so essentially it's like a plastic tax or, and it's similar to a carbon credit. It's a plastic credit that we're purchasing. And it doesn't give us a pass to to create more virgin plastic. It's more of a triage. It's more of something that we are doing as we're moving away from plastic, as we're thinking about things differently. And, you know, we, our goal as a brand is to use only PCR plastic. And what the founder of Plastic Collective, one thing that I love that she says is give trash a value and it no longer becomes trash. And it's really, oh, I really love that. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's really awesome. And that's, it's really important to us as well. So we're helping create a value for trash so that it can be taken out of the system, it can be reused, and it's reincarnated. So that's, that's pretty exciting this year for us. I love that sentiment. I think that is so beautiful. And I think that's something that we can all, you know, take home with us and apply to our day to day lives, you know, there's, let's not view it. And you know, this stuff is trash figure out a way, another way to reframe this conversation. I, I love that so much. I will be using that. <laughs> yeah, um, the, 
That's awesome. You know, you are a member of the Conscious Beauty at Ulta Beauty Advisory Council. Why did you decide to join? You know, what what was different about Ulta Beauty's approach to this that had you had you sign on? Well, you're invited. It and I'm really honored to have been invited to be part of the Conscious Beauty Council at Ulta Beauty. And the Advisory Council reflects Ulta's beauty, Ulta Beauty's fast commitment to making an impact. And we I share a passion for that in this space. And so it's really cool to work with the toward a shared goal with with experts across whether it's brand, industry as experts, and across the pillars that Conscious Beauty supports. And in my role, I work with, again, I work with industry experts in clean beauty, product development, sustainability, and brand leadership to ensure that we're bringing accountability and perspective to inform and to shape and define the program's evolution. So it's it's a really exciting position. And I feel, again, I feel really lucky to be a part of it. And, you know, at the but at the end of the day, it's really the consumer, I think, that's helping frame what's meaningful to them. And and that's that's really what we're responding to, as well as helping, you know, as for Pacifica, we we really want to help guide the conversation around how we think about beauty moving into the future. What is the future of beauty? And what does beauty look like in five years? You know, that's something that that we like to think about a lot. And we want to help move um, our industry toward an exciting future. Well, you know, just to go off your last point, what changes do you want to see in the beauty industry? What does the future of beauty look like to you? Yeah, you know, I think it looks like it. Look, it's more collaborative. It's less about yeah. competition. Who's doing what? Who's better than who? How do we think about? sharing ideas, sharing resources, and continue, continuing to support true sustainability. And again, I, that means environmentalism. It also means social justice. It also means economic justice. Like, how do we think about all of these things together? And, you know, I really think that we just need to look at the next generation to see what's around the corner and paying attention to what's meaningful to that generation is really going to help us, I think, be better at thinking in the future, thinking about how we make significant impacts and changes in our in, on the planet right now and toward making a, a true impact in a positive way. You say that you want that you it's important to look at the next generation and I 1000% agree with you. So, you know, what are some things that you see that they are passionate about because you know, I do think that we can learn so much from new generations and what they're interested in. And I think that as a brand, you guys speak to a younger generation pretty well. So I'm sure you're um, up to date on what they're asking for. Are, are there any key things? I'm lucky enough to have a 12-year-old and a 19-year-old So you are on the pulse. <laughs> so I, get some, I get some pretty clear insights. You know, I think that what, what this gen- the, the younger generation is, is, afraid of what's happening to the planet they they're they're really aware and it's it's stressful it's and it's something that they that they're thinking about they're thinking about how they consume differently and they're thinking about how they take care of the planet better and they're thinking about how to be an activist and i think that those are all things that are that we need really i'm i'm so inspired by this next generation and i'm so excited that they're they're here and that they will have such an impact on the planet. And, you know, it's, it's going to be impactful because it's going, their, their perspective 
and their shopping habits are going to impact brands and how we do things and how we think about things. And, um, and they're going to force change, whether we like it or not, they're, they're here, they're shoppers, they're big thinkers and they're brilliant. So I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see how they'll have an impact. I think that is a very lovely sentiment and I, I completely agree with you. I always love hearing from, you know, younger, the younger generations who, who are mind body green readers and consumers and, and listeners. And, you know, they always, they always deeply inspire me. They really do. They're so passionate about the world around them. And it's really, it's really great to see, you know, the last thing that I, that I'll ask is how you take care of yourself and your own habits. What is your beauty routine? My beauty routine is not earth shattering or really <laughs> disruptive. It's pretty simple. Water and skincare based on my skin's daily needs. I, I really believe that skincare is not just about skin type. I think it's about skin situations, whether it's stress, mm. whether it's environmental, what's, whatever's happening to your skin. I think cocktailing your skincare products and mixing it up is really important. And so I do that a lot, of course, with Pacifica, but I do like trying other things on the market. I like seeing what's out there. I like exploring, you know, what's different textures and, and different ingredients. And so I, but I always wash my face in the morning. I always wash my face at night. This blogging trend cracks me up because I've been doing it with oils forever. It's really actually an old <laughs> thing. <laughs> So yeah, I'm a huge fan. I, I know all, all these TikTok, I, I love seeing these TikTok trends, but so many of them I'm like, oh man, <laughs> that's been around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just has a new name. I love, I have the name slugging is, I, especially coming from Oregon where there's slugs everywhere. Anyways, I digress, but I think, you know, I do love slugging with oil and I do love hair slugging. So that's something I do at night and I love a simple face and a clean eye. And I, I love using a real great mascara, like our vegan collagen mascara, which is something I'm, I'm obsessed with. And it comes in a glass bottle, which I'm also obsessed with that. So as we think about how we can use less plastic, that's something that we've done. And that's still pretty simple. I, I, I do believe in eating really well, but your skin, you know, benefits from that also, but it's, you know, something that I, I try and do, but I also love to eat carbs and junk food too. <laughs> as, long as, as long as they're not from animals. Uh, yeah. Yes. I, I, I know that's very important to you. Well, thank you so, so much for joining me today and talking about your brand and your point of view and what, what you see for the future of beauty. I think that we can all walk away from this episode, hopefully feeling more inspired and perhaps with a few call to actions to, you know, make make this world around us a better place. So I very much appreciate you joining me today. It's been my pleasure. I really appreciate you having me on and I, I love my body green. So it's been super fun to be able to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you liked it, don't forget to rate and review us. And before we sign out, I just want to introduce a new feature that we are introducing to the pod. You can now submit all of your lingering beauty questions. All you have to do is drop in a voicemail and I'll answer it here on the pod. Whether you have a follow-up question about a specific episode or 
are just curious about an ingredient, routine, or product, we want to hear from you. Head over to sayhi.chat slash cleanbeautyschool to submit your questions. I will put that link in the show notes so you can click on it there. Once we get a few of them, our team will select a few to answer during a special Q&A segment, and you just might be featured on this pod. Thanks again for tuning in and see you next week.